Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you want to check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. Awesome. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Today, I have Billy Bross with me today, and we're going to chat all about the keys to a successful product launch. Billy left a promising career in the renewable energy industry to go full-time on a side project he had been quietly working on, which is an online home beer brewing school. Other course creators started asking Billy for help, and now he sold online courses in over 50 different niches, generating millions of dollars in revenue for his clients. He is passionate about online education and enjoys growing businesses while making a positive impact. So Billy, welcome to the show. Super excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so before we kind of get into products and courses, tell me a little bit about yourself and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so as you mentioned in my my intro there, I had a what I would call an, a normal job for a mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. out of college. I was a consultant in the renewable energy industry, and uh, and I really enjoyed that. It was really interesting. I'm fascinated by different topics. I think that's why I work with online course creators because they span mm-hmm. so many topics. But I, I had that itch to get out, and I just didn't want to be there my whole life. So. I read the, the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, mm. and like so many people who read that book, I started charting my escape plan from the corporate world, and after about, uh, about four years, I was able to leave that job and run my beer website full-time, this project that I had been working on on the side, teaching people how to brew their own beer at home. Yeah, that is awesome. The 4-Hour Workweek, that was also my first book. I remember I read it, and I, and I also started charting my plan getting in, then I started working for myself. And then I actually went back to it earlier this year again and reread it. And now I'm like, okay, as I'm in my business full time, now I'm like, okay, how can I get to those four hour work weeks? Right. So yeah, exactly. I haven't figured out, I was able to leave the job, the four hour week, I haven't figured it out yet. Me neither. I have certain times got down to like four hour work days, but they don't last very, it's not like a consistent, you know, flow. It kind of goes up and down. I, I still struggle with that. But home, uh, 
beer brewing school. That's kind of cool. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, how did you even dabble into that? Yeah, so in college, my crazy roommate and I had this idea to start brewing our own beer because we thought it'd be fun to, to brew our own beer, throw parties. <laughs> we even we made a, these labels that even had our college logo on them, which I'm sure was not permitted whatsoever. <laughs> the branding department ever got a hold of that. But yeah. sure enough, we slapped our logos on the bottles. And like I tend to do with anything I get into, I really geeked out on it. So I read all the books. I started entering competitions for home brewing, became a beer judge. And when I had, at first I had the idea, okay, well, I read this book, four hour work week, I want to leave my job. And I read about this thing called you know, a blog and online marketing and creating eBooks and selling them in courses. And I said, okay, well, I have a lot of interest, but what's the one thing that I want to pursue? And it was obviously homebrewing. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah, I started the site. I, I was on Twitter way back in the day and that's how I formed those early relationships mm -hmm. that drove the initial blog readers. Uh, run a wrote a ton of articles, so eventually the SEO kicked in, and then in uh, and then eventually I sold a course, a twenty nine dollar course on how to brew your very first beer, and I think I made maybe thousand, uh, maybe two thousand dollars on that, and, oh, wow. and that changed my life. Yeah, yeah, that is such a specific niche. Did you end up like the courses that you have, or the courses that helped you get your full-time job? Was it in that industry as well with the home brewing, or did you kind of expand? It was, yeah, it was all home brewing courses. Yeah, so I really doubled down on that, and then after a few years, was eventually generating the same revenue from that site as I was wow. for my full-time job. Wow. And and it wasn't all courses. I was also doing some affiliate marketing as well. Okay. So homebrewers, we spend, <laughs> I got into it to save money on buying beer. That never happens when you get into <laughs> homebrewing. You wind up spending all your money on equipment, on these shiny pots and spoons and things like that. So, um, but I also use that to my advantage because then I would be, I was an affiliate for those products. Mm -hmm. So I would review those products on my website. People would click the link, buy the product, and I would get a small percentage of that. So mm -hmm. it was a really combination of two revenue streams, the, the courses and the uh, the affiliate products. That makes sense. So obviously, you know a good bit about course creating, product launching. I know a lot of entrepreneurs that I speak to today, a lot of them are planning to launch something new in January. So I think this is such a perfect time to do this episode as everyone's kind of preparing for this. But before people or when they're getting ready, what is the most important thing to do before launching their product or course? Yeah, great question. So the first thing you want to do is validate the product. Now we all want to have these, these huge product launches, make a big splash and get a whole bunch of high fives and obviously have a bunch of money in the bank. Mm -hmm. um, but you really, this is the key thing really with any business, you want to make sure that there's demand for what mm -hmm. you're selling. And so I primarily work with online educators, online courses, people who sell um, virtual training programs, masterminds, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I always tell them, hey, before, because I'll, I help with marketing. So a lot of them come to me and say, hey, can you help me market this thing? And if it hasn't sold before, I say, no, I'm, I'm not going near that. We need to make mm -hmm. sure that there's demand for this thing first. So you want to think about yourself really like an inventor. Okay. I, I see a lot of similarities between inventors and entrepreneurs. And you see yeah. inventors go on a show like, have you seen Shark Tank? I oh, assume? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And so what are the, what are the questions that the sharks always ask them at first? I don't remember. I, I will say it's been probably a year or so since I've watched it. They always ask them about their sales history. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
So before they give them money, they're asking, okay, well, how's this sold before? How many units have you sold? What have people paid for this? And the mm -hmm. sharks are, they're smart. They're looking for validation of demand. So yeah, that's the first yeah. thing I would say before you do the big product launch, get um, a beta group of customers going. And that will one, let you validate the product. Uh, two, let you work out any um, kinks in the messaging or how you're promoting it. And three, it'll get you results to then plug back into your big launch when you do want to make that big splash. When I say results, I mean case studies and testimonials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so something I want to ask you on, I had someone on the podcast recently and we were talking a lot about how when someone is planning something big, I've noticed a tendency of people wanting to keep it a secret and come with this big splash into a launch. Have you seen people do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, I guess it depends why you're keeping it a secret. I've, um, I've seen people keep it a secret more for mindset reasons too, because it's, it's kind of a scary thing to launch, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, to launch a product and put yourself out there. And, uh, and so the way I address that is it's a product launch is not about you and your product. It's a, still about the customer. And I see that this is a big mistake people make is they come right out and announce their product. But really, we start our pro when I work with uh, businesses, we start our product launches at least 30 days in advance. Mm. And the initial messaging is not about the product or the business owner. It's about mm -hmm. the customer. Mm -hmm. It's um, we call it the long runway. You want to have a long runway leading up to your product. Now, you can still talk about it, but it's, it should be sort of in the background. Okay. So um, there's a great book called, uh, oh, what's the name of it? Uh, Share Your Work. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this one? I have Austin, not. I Austin Cleon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and he talks about as you're doing things, as you're working on, say, your product launch or your product, share your work. So share little behind the scenes clips about it. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. put together a module or a worksheet, take a screenshot and drip that out on, on social media. Yeah. I think it gets people hyped up because so when I had this other individual on the podcast, we were talking about how I feel like a lot of people, if they're just starting off, they want to keep it a secret. But I feel like it could almost backfire if you're not, because when you're talking about it in advance, right, you can hype people up. And I was doing an example when I launched my podcast, I kind of had a similar mindset of, oh, well, I want to keep it a secret until like we're officially there. And I think I announced like maybe two weeks before we fully launched. And I had all these big goals, which I was able to reach those goals um, to hit certain rankings and things like that. But I feel like we could have done so much better initially if I hyped it up like, like you said, 30 days in advance or 60 days in advance or just showed people kind of behind the scenes us working on it so that when it actually came to it, people were like ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I can give a tip on that, build a hot list. Mm -hmm. So you have mm -hmm. all of us, if you have an audience online, only a segment of them are really going to be prime candidates for this. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be hundred percent. And what you want to do is siphon off the people who are qualified for this. So the people it would be a good fit for, mm -hmm. and then the people who are in that buying zone right now where they're close to buying, because a lot of people might buy it in the future, but they're going to need some more nurturing first and go through that process. So, so we, we form, we call them launch lists. Okay. So 30 days out, maybe even longer, we'll uh, have an opt-in and okay. talk about this thing that's coming. And if you want to get, if you want to get first notification about it, or even maybe get some kind of a, a bonus nice. opt in and we'll let you know. And there you go. And there you got your hot list of leads to promote to. I like that. You like your little launch. What do people call them? Like a launch, not party. 
launch team, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a party. Yeah, yeah. They're they're your uh, they're your super fans. Right? Yeah, your, your inner circle. So say someone, okay, they're prepping for their launch. They're kind of hyping people up. And then when it comes to their week of launch, right? They're currently in the process of launching their course. They're trying to get clients. What are some of your key tips for those for being in that moment? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you want to uh, you want to sort of think about it like a pressure cooker. I don't mean like put pressure on people. I mean like build up the anticipation mm. for it. So a lot of people when they announce it, it's, it's kind of just like, wah, wah, wah. like there's not much buildup at all. It's like, here it is. And yeah, then all the yeah. air is let out of the balloon. So again, lead with free content, lead with value and talking about the customers and their problems. And then you can pivot into your product. And then that's when you start talking about, okay, it's, it's coming soon mm -hmm. it's, and make, um, and make a big deal out of it. Like make it seem important because it is important. So give all the details, say it's going to be launching next week. Here's what mm -hmm. you can expect. You're going to get an email in the morning. We're going to have a, for the first 10 people who sign up, there's going to be this bonus. And that's a good tip too, to give incentives yeah. for, for when you release it, when it comes out for the first time. Um, and, and really, if you can sprinkle incentives throughout that launch window, that works really well too. Mm -hmm. No, that is good. I love that tip. Um, and for you in your experience, so there's, you know, people that launch for a certain amount of time, they accept people just for that certain amount of time, or some people have an evergreen course or a product where people can just buy throughout. Is there, is one more successful than, than the other in your opinion? Well, there's a lot of considerations. So it depends on the product, first of all. Okay. We tend to do finite launch windows, set launch windows, because most of the clients I'm working with they run online courses where they're teaching it live, where they're taking, we call it a cohort. They're taking a mm -hmm, cohort mm -hmm. through. So there is a, a firm deadline. Hey, the, the train is leaving the station next week. Class is starting. So we have to close the doors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if the product is, is that's not in its nature, if it's always on the market and you're not, you don't have a real reason to close it, you could add in some kind of expiring, some kind of expiration date on something. Okay. So it could be a, a bonus or some kind of add-on or something that's going to be going away. And yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's kind of law of nature that if you have some kind of a deadline for something, you're going yeah. to get a, a spike in sales right before that deadline hits. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what about when people are kind of ending a launch, what do you recommend for kind of the end and then maybe planning for next launch, if that makes sense? Yeah. So finish strong. A lot of people sort of, and I understand it, it's stressful and it's exhausting yeah, yeah. and a lot of sleepless nights. Um, so a lot of people will lose steam. So maybe actually the advice I should give is self-care, take care of yourself during That's it. Good. So you, so you don't peter out. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule, schedule um, ahead of time, maybe schedule a massage midweek just because you know, you're going to need it. That's and true. Then, I think a lot of people don't realize how, um, how much time and energy launches take if you've never done it before. Yeah, and it, it's uh, physically and also mentally exhausting too, because yeah. you did put so much into this. And, and a lot of times, like a lot of, the, a lot of your revenue, yearly revenue is riding on these launches, at least for the companies I'm working with. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it can be very emotionally taxing. And then, so towards the end of it, yeah, finish strong. So you're gonna have those people who, they always wait to the last minute. And a lot of people are like that. They're gonna wait to the final deadline. And you want to make sure to continue to follow up with them until the, the doors officially close, if you are closing the doors. Mm -hmm. 
Are there any key mistakes that you see new launchers make? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. So one, well, the big one, like I said earlier, is going too big without first validating your product. Okay. Other one is not planning ahead enough. Okay. The launch is not a thing to throw together at the last yeah. minute. So you, re you really, the way to look at it is like a project and you want to have good project management. So this is where you're going to have to use tools. Like it's, you're going to have to have to-do lists. You're going to have to have a calendar, schedule, mm -hmm. delegation, and all that. It's a lot of moving pieces. And if you just try to wing it, then it's going to be a lot more stressful than it has to be. So if that's not your skill set, I would highly recommend bringing someone in to help you with this. Bring in a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. I have one. She's incredible. Um, I recommend all my clients get them and they yeah. swear by them an online business manager and OBM is sort of a new yeah. term that we're seeing. Yeah. You heard of that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. One of my good like business friends, that's her whole business. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, that's, and I see there's so much demand for them. They're yeah, so she's, valuable. She's to grown have. like crazy this year. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So team building a team, even if it's just for the launch, it can be a big game changer for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about, and this may be similar advice um, to this question, but um, I know I've met some coaches, right? Or product developers that they say a lot of times their first launch quote unquote fails, or it's not, they don't hit their numbers as they wanted. And a lot of them feel very defeated afterwards. What would you kind of say to these people if they you know, launch their first thing. And at the end of it, they're just like, wow, that did not go how I expected. Well, I would look at the positives. So if you made some sales, focus on those sales. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe the answer is to lower your bar. Yeah. Right? We're only disappointed. <laughs> if, if we set a bar for a million dollars and we only make a hundred thousand dollars, then we're going to be disappointed because we only came in at a 10th of that. Then again, if we set our bar at $50,000 and we made $100,000 score, we doubled our results, our expectations, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of it is perspective and how you look okay. at things. And if you do have, if you have some success, focus on those successes. Okay. So if you only did a, a, a fifth of what you thought you were going to do, focus on those customers, get on the phone with them, learn about them. And it might be that your ideal customer avatar is not who you thought it was going to be but at least you can now, you have the results to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And I like that because I feel like in business in general, whether you sell products, courses, or services, it's such a learning experience with every sale that you make, every client that you work with. Um, exactly. So much of it is just, you know, you do the best you can, you, you make a hypothesis and you follow through on it, but a lot of it is just guessing at the end yeah. of the day. You're taking your yeah. best guess. So when you do have things that are tangible, tangible results, you got to double down on those because that's that's certainty. Yeah, and there's not a lot of certainty in business. That's true. <laughs> um, so I asked you about key mistakes that any new launchers make. What about any key factors that you've noticed with yourself, with your clients? Maybe like give me top three things that you've noticed people do that always helps them have like a successful launch. Yeah, yeah. So one one that I'm really big on, I always harp on, is storytelling. Mm. So I'm a big fan of using stories to get a point across. So a lot of people will take the more like logical, rational approach and just like facts and figures. Um, but really people do buy based on emotion and the best way mm -hmm. to connect to someone emotionally is through storytelling. So that's probably my biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you use like, what's your preferred platform? Is it Instagram blogging? 
YouTube? I'm not, uh, you know, well, it's actually email. I'm okay. kind of old okay. school and I'm not a big like <laughs> platform guy. Like I studied all the old direct response copywriters the people who sent sales letters through the mail, snail mail. Uh -huh. And so I, I really tried to figure out what they were doing from a, a like a, a psychological perspective right. with their I messaging. Like yeah. And then once you learn that, you can apply that to all these different platforms. That's true. That's true. If you get your copywriting down, you can use that on Instagram, on Facebook, on anything. And then for your email list, do you get people off of your blog to your emails or through freebies or how do you get them on your list? Yeah. So typically, well, you have your three big traffic sources, organic, you have partnerships, then you have paid traffic. Okay. Most okay. of the businesses that I work with have organic traffic. So they're usually content creators. So Okay. Uh, two big ones being YouTube and blogging. Okay. So yeah, so we'll, we'll go from the where the, the wide audience is, YouTube or on the blog, and then offer some kind of, yeah, lead magnet, and okay. that'll bring them onto the email list. And then that's where the real nurturing takes place. And that's where the, the bulk of our sales come from during product okay. launches is from the email list. That makes sense. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to or even listen to that are in course creating, they really, really hone in on their email list to nurture it and, you know, really focus in on that. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, a metaphor I can use to help drive this point home. Have you seen the Iron Man movies or the Avengers movies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's how I describe email marketing. If you think about the Iron Man suit, email is really that arc reactor that powers the suit. <laughs> That's how you want to think about it. And then all those other things, the, the rocket launchers, the lasers and all that, that's your Instagram, that's your Twitter, mm. that's your YouTube, but yeah. none of those will work or not work at their full capacity unless you have that email list really humming along. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thank you so much for your time today and on this topic, all of your tips and tricks. And before we go, let me know how people can work with you and how they can find you online. Yeah, so best thing to do, oh, I just said I'm an email guy, so join, <laughs> join my email list. I, yes. I send out an almost daily email newsletter. I'm not as big right. on other platforms. Email's where it's at. And, uh, and I also do a lot of fun storytelling in there and teach a lot of this timeless marketing wisdom that I've been talking about. Awesome. And how can they join your email list? Billybross.com. B-R-O-A-S awesome. is how you spell my last name. Awesome. I'll be sure to include your links in our podcast show notes. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.